You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN, live from Cafe Beyond. Um, we are super stoked to have with us uh, one of our main sponsors, actually, um, and that is Stu Clark. She's the CEO of Premise Health, correct? That is correct. Hey, guys. Welcome back, Stu. Welcome, Stu, friend of the show. Yeah, thank you so much for coming back, especially on a day like today. Hey, I love this. Thanks for having me. It's, it, you like, you're okay talking to, in a bar in front of a, a bunch of uh, union guys? You know, I feel at home, actually, Ken. <laughs> yeah. three, three rowdy hours in a bar, we might need an expert in healthcare. so we're glad to have you here. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. There's a, there's a shot that came out called Smart Shot. And it's supposed to take your alcohol level and in one hour drop it 0.08%. They're starting to sell it in Vegas in the casinos. Do you know anything about this? No, but why would you want to do that? It's a really good question. I don't know. Maybe you've had to drive home. I'm looking for the one that increases it by some amount every hour. (laughs) Well, that's called beer. Yeah, okay. All right. I I don't know who would use that. Why would you want that? I'm not sure, but they're selling it in Vegas. Is it just a pass, a breathalyzer? No, no, I think it's like... It uh, actually lowers your blood alcohol? That's what it says. Maybe it's like a Narcan for alcohol. Oh. I think you're exact. Anyway, I order a couple of boxes. I'll let you know how it goes. That's quite an introduction you have there, Stu. Also known as O'Doul's. Yeah. Oh, or just don't drink. How about that? Right. And for the record, Stu, <clears throat> because Stu said, I'm looking forward to being here. And I said, if you see me with a beer, feel free to confiscate it. And Stu said, I would never do that. I, I would. Well, I, mean, I, would, I would do that. I don't know if your listeners can see the difference in our size, Ken, but no, if you oh, want a beer, you yeah. can have a beer. <laughs> Thank you. So, all right, anyway, Stu, you are from West Virginia. Yes, sir. And you have an interesting background, right? Tell us a tiny little bit about it. Well, uh, I'm an eighth generation West Virginian. Wow. So we were there before the state split. Wow. Uh, coal mining mostly on both sides of my family. Yep. Uh, grandfather returned from World War II, met his nine-month-old nine daughter, who is my mother. Wow. And the next thing he did was go down to the Union Hall and sign up with the UMWA. I love it. And he was a miner for 43 years and retired with the same company. That's awesome. Yeah. Back when you could do that, right? Back when you could do that. And so you took a... a how do you say it? Circuitous. Circuitous. Circuitous path back into the labor world. And so you're CEO of Premise Health. And tell us just briefly, like, what's Premise Health? Premise Health provides primary care on-site or near-site for large organizations, in this case, unions. The key here is we cut out the middleman. We cut out the health plan. We cut out the pharmacy benefit management company. Uh, we get paid directly, in this case, by the union fund. We have one mission make the members and their family members healthier. So it's a pretty simple mandate. Seems and, pretty common sense, right? And, and you, you know, are obviously, you know, Premise is a, a, a sponsor of the show, one of our main sponsors, and you also run uh, the health centers that the operating engineers have Correct. Uh, in our entire jurisdiction. And the carpenters right. have, and the electricians uh, 134 have, and now um, how many health centers do we have under the auspices of the Midwest Coalition of Labor? Uh, we have five right now that are open and running, fully staffed, and they're quite popular with your membership. And it is, it's like you said, it's, it's direct care. You, you said this to me once a, a long time ago, and it always stuck with me. You know, when we did a, 
when we were looking for partners, right, to to partner with uh, to open these doctors' offices and open these clinics and near sites, etc. Um, at that point, Stu, this is pre-COVID. There were the the field was a lot bigger, was it not? It was. There were probably about ten companies yeah. doing what we do, and so probably five, six, seven uh, submitted RFPs, and then we whittled it down. But you said, and I just remember this: you said that we're here to disrupt healthcare. Correct. Right, and and why? Do you think it's broken? Does it need disrupting? Explain that statement. Yeah, it's, it's completely broken. Uh, we have a system that is so compartmentalized and so confusing and so driven, uh, we've lost sight of the fact that this patient has no idea where to go when they need certain types of care. I compare it to being in a rowboat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, no sail, no motor, no oars. That's what a patient is when they need to get uh, complex health care. That's com- on the complex side. If you need basic care, primary care, you can't get in to see anybody. That's right. Right. And if you're delivering primary care in the right fashion, that primary care team is helping your member and their family navigate, get to the right specialist, get to the right hospital for the condition that they have. So, in a nutshell, basically, it's the antithesis of going to the doctor who, you know, and I'm sure everybody... You get to see this, for five minutes. If, right. if, if that, Bill, if that, right? right? You see the nurse practitioner. First you see somebody that takes your blood pressure and does all that, and then yeah. you see the nurse practitioner, and she'll talk about it, and then she'll look at your chart, and then the doctor come, will come in, and I swear to God this is true, and I think, Ed, you coined this phrase, doorknob medicine. I got that from my good friend Tom Bernstein, but yeah, it's a, a door hanger they're, medicine, they're, something they're, like they're that. Literally, their hand is on the door. Right. Hey, Hey, Ken, how you feeling? Well, I doctor, I'd like to... That sounds great. I'll see you in three weeks, you know, or whatever it is. Well, look, this gets back to the misalignment. So you come in for an earache. Yeah. The doc is going to look in your ear, write you a script. And then they're hanging on the doorknob, right? Right. What our doc should be doing is saying, hey, let's just take a few minutes and talk about your lifestyle, your family history, if you know it. Let's talk about what's really going on with Ken at yeah. work and at home. Because that's when we start, we can start talking about the underlying conditions. Right. Behavioral health is maybe one of the most dangerous medical conditions in the country right now. And men typically don't like to talk about that's mental for health. Sure. That's for sure. And so, Especially in the trades, right. Yeah. Exactly. Too, uh, too tough to talk, mm-hmm. as we say in the mm-hmm. trades, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we've incorporated that into primary care and... and that's huge. You know, we're trying to take the stigma away from it. It seems like an opportunity, especially right now, where people are a little bit more open to talking about it. So, yeah. you know, kudos for the work you've done on it. And well, yeah. It's meant a lot to our members. And not only that, I mean, let's, so, let's, so there's the altruistic part of it, but let's talk about the financial aspect of it, right? Because there is a financial, uh, in, in my humble opinion, benefit, and I think it's, it's starting to be borne out, to having our own clinics for our own members that our families can go see and the members can go see, and here's why. You just said a guy comes in, he has an earache, but you might want to talk about, hey, you got a high blood pressure, or maybe you want to go down the hall and see our behavioral health specialist. And, and we can get in front of things that otherwise a doctor wouldn't bother to. That's right. Right? And, you know, how does a surgeon make money? He performs surgery. Right. Right? And so if you're getting in front of these things and you're catching the early heart diseases and the, and the early cholesterols and getting pre- people pre-diabetes and can manage that, well, guess what that does for the fund? It saves us money. Does it not? Uh, look, it, we spend $4 trillion every single year in this country on health care. It's one-fifth of our, our, of our country's output. 
And we have a very unhealthy population with its health (laughs) dropping precipitously. And and union funds and employers and the taxpayer have to keep footing the bill for 5, 10, 15% increases every year. And we're not getting anything for it. Right. And so our view is uh, deliver high quality care, be aligned with the payer. And by the way, there are only three payers in this country, the taxpayer, the employer, and the union. Right. That's it. Right. So do, contract directly with the payer, do what's right by the patient and their family. They get healthier. In this case, the union saves money. Everybody wins. Yeah. Does, does the 80-20 rule still apply where, like, is it 20% of a population accounts for 80%? of the healthcare spend, roughly? It, it, it's probably in in that neighborhood, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the system just keeps getting more and more expensive. So yeah. the redundancy of uh, MRIs, the redundancy of labs, the fact that doctors don't talk to one another, the fact that you have four docs writing scripts for you, yeah. and none of them are talking. You know, well, and Stu, like, you know... And so, obviously, you said it. It's a trillion, trillion, bazillion dollar industry. It's all, at the end of the day, based on money, right? Yes. Greed, corporate greed, right? A bunch of, there's a lot of consolidation. Your model, in my opinion, is almost like a union bringing on its lawyers in-house, right? Now they work for us. They're on salary. Like, the doctor that works for uh, our clinic... They're on a salary. Yes. They make what they make. They don't make the, uh, I need to see 45 patients today, right? I need to, I have to hit this bell, bells and whistles, benchmarks, right? They make what they make. Yeah. And, and let me take it a step further, Ken, if I could. If that doc uh, does not improve the health of the population that he or she is charged with, yeah. and if those members don't have a good experience with that doc, um, we probably need to part ways because that's all part of it. That's a good point. Well, the way the company works, I mean, your providers aren't standing there trying to look for, you know, a list of opportunities of, like, we could run this test, this test, this test. It's not about bringing money into the group or bringing money into the company. It's finding ways to get people healthy, which I think anybody who goes to a doctor's office would agree. I mean, that's what they want. Right. So they're serving serving the patients, serving the union members. Our our provider teams, our clinical teams know that when Ed walks in the office, that we Big better way. be asking every question in the playbook to Ed to make sure that we're getting a sense of where is his health now and where is it going. And then we're going to talk to you about more than your runny nose. And I don't have a runny nose. I'm a model of perfect health still. I know. I'm sitting right next to you, Ed. You look good. <laughs> Thank you. Strapping. So you, uh, all right, so... And, and the clinics do serve as primary care. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, as well, for, for members who come in. Pr- primary care as it was intended. Right. Which means right. take care of the family, take care of the whole person. Yeah. I mean, why, why do you separate mental health and physical health? You, you hurt still, your body because why, of what's going on in your head. Why do you so, separate fine. dental from medical? The teeth exactly. are part of your body. Those are luxury bones. They're not teeth. They're luxury bones. <laughs> you know, nobody told you to chew. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. You, so you so you have this, and then you talked about uh, some of the the I don't know your competitors, if you will. And you know, I'm familiar with them. Nothing bad to say uh, about anybody or any company. People choose who they choose. You guys are a great partner. How many clinics do you guys have throughout the country? We have just under 900. Wow, yeah. nine hundred. Yeah. How many do we have? <laughs> uh, not, not enough. Not a- <laughs> That's always the right hey, answer. We need one on the south side, by the way. I, I, we certainly do local three ninety nine. Hence, hence. I'm just saying. Uh, anything else you want to say? 
you have brought with you uh, your your counterpart, and I'd be remiss to not give her a quick shout out. She's not paying attention, but Tammy Damiani. Tammy, we got Dan Reese. All oh, trains Dan. running on time. Poor Dan had to follow me around at one of your conferences and watch me get drunk. <laughs> I think I missed that. That's a dirty job right there. That's hard to miss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, Ken. One thing I'd like to say to y'all is, it is such a pleasure to work in a scenario where the trustees of the union fund have the best interest of their members and families in mind. Uh, that is a unique dynamic that, d- that does not exist outside of a union fund and its membership. And for us to be aligned in our mission around the member, I mean, it's, it's a real honor, and it's a lot of fun, quite frankly, to work yeah, with you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I want to say I love you, man. All right? You can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm it's talking to Stu, not you. I know that. I'm just giving you permission. <laughs> I love you too, Ken. <laughs> I love you, Ed. <laughs> Listen, I've had enough. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Dan. And while Let's I'm break talking it up, about fellas. this, uh, all right. I love I, you guys too. I'm just kidding. I, 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 I like Ben. Ouch. Yeah. Ben, I don't know if Ben likes you back. Uh, ben okay. hates. I don't think Ben likes anybody. All right, listen, Stu, thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. The workers might appreciate it. So every, everything that you're doing for labor and premises is, is doing, uh, I, I think it's fantastic. I have preached your gospel every place I go. Um, and I've talked to other unions around the Midwest, and they said, you know, what you guys are doing it's fantastic, and we wish that we could get involved. And I was like, it's pretty simple. You can. Pick up the phone and call Tammy. Yeah. She'll make it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And literally, I mean, it is that easy. Get together and do it. So anyway. Well, we, we appreciate the yeah, No, Thank it's you. awesome. Um, we got to take a, a quick break, and then we're going to come back and, and wrap up uh, the show at uh, Cafe Beyonda um, right here on 720 The Worker's Mic. <laughs> 